The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Hey Canucks fans, it's Sunday, Thanksgiving Sunday in Canada. And we keep it in positive, we keep it in light, we dreaming big. We being optimistic prior to the start of the most important Canucks season of all time. Enjoy the show. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on a Sunday, Thanksgiving Sunday, for another episode of Locked On Canucks. And you heard the music. Uh, we're obviously in a great mood. Uh, no Trevor Bags on the program, okay? No Trevor Bags, no problem. And remember, Trevor Bags is the biggest problem on Locked On Canucks. Yes, that show where we give you your Canucks every day. Hit the subscribe button if you do enjoy the show. And uh, if you don't, it's all good. It's all good. Hate us. We don't care. We don't care. Uh, are we confident that you'll be back in a year? Maybe. Maybe not. But are we all Canucks? Uh, of course. And that's why uh, we don't care. I feel as if uh, we're not here to be loved. We're here to, we're here to talk Canucks. And I want to get right into it. For the Canucks and their fans, for the people, again, on Thanksgiving Sunday, uh, Quinn Hughes. Uh, Quinn Hughes has a big opportunity to really put himself on that map this week in the NHL. Uh, we saw how good, how good he's looked so far. The preseason was his preseason. The dude who was already so, so, so good seems to have gotten so much better, which is great news for us because we need a lot of help. Well, luckily, luckily for us, though, right? Hockey games are 60 minutes long, and I think it's pretty obvious that Quinn Hughes is going to be playing, what, 27 to 30 minutes a game. Uh, something is telling me, again, that that is just going to be a regular thing. 55 games, 60 games this year, he's playing that much. A, because the Canucks need him to, and B, because he wants to. And he becomes a scarier player when he wants wants it all on him. Again, the captain of your Vancouver Canucks. Uh, there is something that is so that is so cocky. Is that how you say it uh, about Quinn Hughes? But in the right way. Uh, there's this sureness that everything, every little thing, and every big thing is going to be all right because I got this. I see that in Quinn Hughes. For the second time, right? The captain of your Vancouver Canucks. And we got to hope, right? We got to hope. Hope is dope. It's just the truth. And remember, Trevor Beggs. Trevor Beggs ain't here. So we being happy. We taking, we taking swings. Because it's all about the West Coast bias here, okay? Uh, we're only here. We got to be hopeful that this dude 
is going to be known as the greatest captain in Vancouver Canucks history, right? This season is so, so important. So important. Because even though this team is so, so far away, well, it seems like that. They're they're a team that is so, 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 so talented at the top, if you really think about it. Two of the guys they got would be three, three of the top players, most important players for their respected nations in a potential Olympic best-on-best hockey tournament down the road. Uh, those are the guys that are on these Canucks. And yeah, Quinn Hughes is one of them. And when I say things like, yo, at the end of the day, this guy's got to be our best captain ever. We, we want to be talking, talking those words when we talk about a guy like Quinn Hughes. Yo, I, I don't want slash trust change slash us finding the solution with different players because does it get better than this? And uh, we got to be honest, even more honest. Uh, these times around. Uh, We've never had a guy like Quinn Hughes. It took us 50-plus years to get one of those guys. You best believe I'm dreaming that they make the most of this. And they uh, they take steps, major steps, this year, somehow, some way, in approaching contendership within the next three years. They'll be in a better position I was going to say that they would be in a better position financially. <laughs> we got that OEL money hitting the books, but I feel as if they, with a bit of confidence with those guys, there would be more patience for Alvin and Rutherford, not a lot of pressure to possibly be irrational. And I think we've seen from those two that they aren't that way, especially with player management or asset management, I would say. I think. They'll be smart, smart, smarter than Benning with the Bucks, And I think that combination with, again, winning this season and then getting some confidence and having those two guys and Demko as the pillars, there is a recipe for, again, contendership. Because we've mentioned it so many times over the past five months. Maybe not so much over the past couple of weeks because Begsy was on the show. But he's not here today, okay? Uh, we're not bringing the doubt. We're talking about it a lot because going into this week, I mentioned that Quinn Hughes has the opportunity to really put himself on that that other that other tier when it comes to being those guys in the NHL in the eyes of all of the NHL, right? The, the mainstream. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping that, again, Demko, Pedersen, and Hughes can can help us out here. And we don't have to change off of those names in order to find hope and feel as if meaningful hockey is back. Anywho, how does Quinn Hughes do it? I, I, lost, I lost track there, okay? Well, what time is it again? How does Quinn do it? How does he do it all this week? He he puts up points, and he somehow shuts down McDavid and Dreisaitl. He 
minimizes their output, and the Canucks win two games. That's a lot to ask for. But again, Quinn Hughes is going to be playing a lot of hockey. Are we seeing two 30-minute games from your captain immediately against one of the best teams in hockey? I think so. Again, the opportunity for him to produce based on the time on attack is there. Five on five and on the PP. Uh, This dude's already made Teddy Bluger look like that guy. I'm sure he's going to put up his points, but playing that much does allow you to open up the door to being exposed more. Just based on physics, right? And he's opening up the season against McDavid and Dreisaitl, and he's going to be seeing a lot of them. But we're keeping it positive, right? And what if? What if the Canucks finish 2-0? On this home-and-home to start the season with the Oilers. Those guys. What if McDavid and Dreisaitl combine for under two goals? What if Quinn Hughes puts up four points? What if Vancouver is confident? What if Vancouver is a little loud? A little loud, okay? Uh, the fan base, uh, the, the people, uh, the, the conversations, the team. What if we're just a little loud and we're allowed to be? Because we got one of the one of the baddest, baddest motherfuckers in the league. Because Quinn Hughes, as alluded to earlier, he's got that cockiness about him. I feel as if he he knows he's really good, but it's okay because he wants to be really good often, and he also wants to get better. And now he has the C, and I think it's okay because he seems like one of those guys who's better when the pressure is on. Quinn Hughes is going to take his game from, what, being a 90, a 93 overall, a 92 overall to a 95 this season. He's really going to put himself on the map, and it all starts this week. Got to be hopeful. And got to think. Like we've been thinking or I've been thinking before September. Because September, man, I think the very first episode of September was <clears throat> amongst the lines of, of like, wake me up when September ends. Because for me, again, going into September, none of it mattered. None of it mattered. Okay, training camp was cool. A competition was cool. Uh, I wanted to see some effort, but results didn't matter. But I let the, uh, let the emotions get the best of me, and I ended off September talking about Pedersen leaving at the end of the season. That's how that's how emotional and wrapped up I got about a six-game preseason. It's safe to say I'm back. Kyle Bowne is back to being addicted to the Vancouver Canucks, and I got to manage, manage my emotions a little bit better and be more, be more straight-minded prior to actual games being played because, bro, we on this side of the world, okay? The West Coast, the best coast, and in the Don't Doze Art Lab. Yo, we got we to gotta spread that optimism. Why? Because I'm getting older. And B, because the season hasn't even started yet. And who else is going to believe in us other than us? And this is a good time to believe in us just a bit because 
believing that the other thing may happen, right? That this season would be a disaster is just is just too much to handle because <laughs> what happens next based on contracts, based on who's in net, based on his contract down the road? Like what happens next? If they can't do it with these guys, how are they going to do it? It's a scary thought, and I'm not spending a lot of energy anymore. Before regular season games start, thinking that that's the direction we're headed in. <laughs> on that uh, on that episode, man, the six predictions of the year. Go check it out if you haven't already, even though it's pretty, uh, pretty meaningless now based on me opening up about regretting it all. On that episode, man, talking about Pedersen leaving. Also talking about Quinn Hughes taking the next step. Uh, Trevor Bags, as much as I, uh, as much as I hate on him sometimes, for being a, for being an absolute piece of, piece of, piece of sometimes, okay? I just got to say, this guy knows his hockey. And that's why I feel as if his words in parts of the last five months have really stuck with me because I trust him. I trust him as well. He's that guy. He's uh, he's uh, he's somebody that makes me better at doing this. And uh, before he was predicting, predicting some level of disappointment this season, telling us to beware, to take it slow when it came to being a little irrational towards the best of the best happening this season way before he was protecting us from that. He, he predicted that Quinn Hughes would be a Canuck early, early, early in his draft year. And he predicted that it would be one of the best decisions this franchise has ever made. And on that prediction episode and episodes throughout the summer, Tre Quinn, uh, Trevor Beggs has also, uh, he's also, Talked about Quinn Hughes getting 100 points. 100 points this season. He plays a lot more. He shoots a lot more. More rebounds. More time on attack. Does that get him all the way up to 100? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a different level. Different level of uh, delusion. That's just the truth. But I like it. Okay, Trevor Beggs, I've been I've been roasting you all episode. Thanks for that prediction, okay? Because you have been saying that a lot too, and I gotta I gotta sit with the the good and the truth, and not just assuming the worst, especially with the Canucks. Okay, so Trevor Beggs, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, being the co-host and uh, inspiring this episode on so many ways, and then also again predicting the best for Quinn Hughes. Uh, speaking of the best, uh, don't they got to get the best out of that top line? And who's playing with the top line? Can we take a couple minutes to talk about that before I get out of here on this bonus episode on this Thanksgiving Sunday? I think so. I think so. So let's do that again. You're listening or watching Locked On Canucks. People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I got to tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all, okay? New episodes every day 
at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. But more importantly, this is the show where we give you your Canucks every day, even on the holidays. On that note, do we do an episode tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. Do I bang out a third straight bonus episode for the people? I don't know. I do know, though, that I got a lot of a lot of things on the plate creatively. And tomorrow might be my my escape. You know, it being a day where I don't think we're obliged to do an episode to just handle some other things and put some energy into other projects. Because, yo, this this right here, this whole locked on Canucks thing, uh, Trevor begs. He planted the seed and I thought it would take years for it to be an actual sunflower. But, bro, I'm a. I'm going to say this, that this sunflower is growing. Producing seeds and I just keep eating the seeds. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. But if you think about this, I'm here on the Sunday, Sunday afternoon, talking Canucks, being hopeful, spreading that joy before the season starts in a couple of days when I could be with my dog, Loki, and my pops and my mom, you know, helping, helping prep for Thanksgiving. But you know what's better than that? Eating. Yes, eating at Thanksgiving, okay? I'll, I'll come for the food. I'll share the joy then. Right now, we got to talk Canucks. Who's, who's responsible for, for showing me love? For showing me what love is for the first time in my life? I would say the Canucks before my parents, only because I was young. Young. I didn't know what unconditional love was from the ages of zero to five. Aren't you just doing things to get what you want and enjoying life and having fun and not think not thinking so deep? Yet there I was at six years old getting deep and signing my life with with the Vancouver Canucks. I'm grateful for that. And we celebrating Thanksgiving the right way, starting it off with the Vancouver Canucks. So yeah. I'm I'm grateful. But am I going to be here tomorrow? I don't know. That being said, if Trevor Becks, yes, if Trevor Becks is with us tomorrow, I'm down to do an episode. I'm down to do an episode only if he's only if he's positive. And only because I got a lot of questions, man. And Trevor Becks, he's he's that guy. He's that guy on the show. He's got the answers for me. And I want to know. I, I want to know why. We have spent so much time talking about Cole McWard and Quinn Hughes being in this this year of his journey with the Vancouver Canucks and him still not having a legitimate dude to play with again. And this time around, it's going to be somebody who was taking what? Sociology 1200 a couple, a couple months ago? You get what I'm saying? This guy was, this guy was sharpening pencils. eating bologna sandwiches, right? 16 months ago in school. And in an important year, one of the most important years in Canucks history, he's the guy. Potentially, 
partnering up with Quinn Hughes? How come we spent so much time talking about that, about that and not, not about the fact that we still don't have a legitimate third guy to play with Kuzmenko and Patterson? I know in the long run, over the course of a season, it's not the biggest of deals because those two alone can make everyone around them better and also just kind of do things on their own. We saw glimpses of what their chemistry could be last year, and it was already really good in year one. I think those two are cerebral, and they have a lot of fun playing the game, and their relationship on the ice seems to be fluid. Uh, there's a lot of room for that for that chemistry to grow, and that's why we've been so so high on Pedersen's point total as well. We're not scared of the regression, the shooting percentage going down. They're going to find other ways to still score a lot of goals. And that's Pedersen and Kuzmenko. And if they're doing that, again, the third guy can kind of, be in, uh, kind of be a revolving door as long as he's working hard, he's retrieving pucks, and he's letting them handle most of what needs to be handled. This all being said, I feel the need that we, I feel the need that we still got to talk about it. Like, how come nobody really did the most with that opportunity during preseason? You get what I'm saying? And I feel as if that's why this preseason partially has felt or had felt a little a little concerning. Uh, we didn't see what we wanted from Pod Colson, and then we had a guy like Hoaglander get those types of opportunities and just kind of look the same. I guess what I'm trying to say is early on in October, it would be cool even though they don't need a guy in concrete on that line, it would be cool if October, we didn't even have to think about it. It wasn't a revolving door. If one of those guys, Beauvillier, Hoaglander, etc., really do it. They do their thing. On the other side, uh, the, the, the second line, what if, yes, what if that line and I think there's a little bit of a chance for that line to get off to a slower start, even though PDG is doing his thing. There's just a little a little a little doubt in me that doesn't see Miller and Besser really being able to produce amongst the best consistently in in their time on ice together, five on five. I just don't see it happening. If that's the case. When do we get to see Besser be Kuzmenko and Patterson's line mates? What if the third guy was not just a Beauvillier and Hoaglander type? What if the third guy was really, really smart offensively? Could they have and produce one of the best lines, producing lines in the NHL? Maybe. And I also want to ask Trevor about this. You know, there's... There's so many things that we're going to learn early on in the season, and I wonder if the lack of offense that, again, again, I'm getting, I'm getting, look what's happening, bro. Look what's happening. I talked about Trevor for a bit, and I just got negative. I'm just doubting the second line's already not going to work, even though Bester's kicking the puck over to PDG, showing me things. I'm just curious, man. I got questions. I can't, I can't wait to talk to Trevor Bex tomorrow because I need him to just kind of unravel my mind because 
I don't know why the idea of Besser needing to be on that top line earlier, or even the Canucks doing the most with Heronic and Hughes. Like, I know people have been talking about that. Are the Canucks going to do the most with Patterson and Kuzmenko and possibly throughout games put Miller up there? Because we've seen Miller and Patterson have pretty good chemistry throughout the years. And I know that would weaken the lineup, but are we going to see it be used once in a while, okay? A different, a different look at things. Maybe. Anyways, that was another episode of Locked on Canucks. Your Canucks every day on the network, even on Thanksgiving, because Trevor. Trevor is a family, family over friends type of guy, right? And I'm a, I'm a family guy too, okay? For real. They used to call me Peter Griffin back in the day. I'm a family guy as well. But it's, it's the start of the season. This week. In three days, it's actually happening. The most important Canuck season to date. Happening right now. So it's, uh, it's fans over family on Thanksgiving Sunday. For the time being, this is why we get up early. This is why we take care of the body. This is why we do the push-ups. This is why we go for walks. To think straight and do things this way. A.K.A. do things right. Hey, prayers to the world, man. Prayers to the world. One love, send in peace. To everyone listening to this and everyone who is not, uh, that's the that's the reason we're here, okay? To somehow, some way, make the world more peaceful and inevitably leave it at peace, right? I think so. Anyway, subscribe, hit the like button if you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, we may be back tomorrow. Uh, leave us a review on the podcatching side of things, uh, wherever you listen to this too. And have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but hey, the people over here at the Locked On Podcast Network, we appreciate it. And we'll see you tomorrow, maybe, or the other day. Who knows? Peace.